0: Welcome to another episode of Talk to Tatiana. This is Tatiana Sawyer. And today I have an interesting person. I'm not gonna tell you a lot about his profession, but we'll talk about this in a minute. But Ralph Heyer, welcome to the show.
1: Hi Tatiana, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, it's my pleasure. So with your interview, we're actually starting a series of interviews. And what we're talking about today is how to piss off your accountant. And so we're talking about things that clients do sometimes intentionally, sometimes not. And um, stuff that absolutely drives us as accountants, bananas. And so uh, what is your first tip for us? What is that first thing that drives you absolutely nuts?
1: So that's super easy. And uh, I can go on for hours on this topic. (laughs) But the one thing that comes up uh, initially is when you have a client who sends you 20 or 30 different jpegs or pictures of their 1099 uh, year-end tax document from their investment bank it's just it's just brutal It's, it's just awful and then to top it all off they then send it not in order but they send you the odd ones first and then the even ones and we have to compile all this information and make sure that it that it's all in order and that's if you have a good camera and you know nothing is blurry. Uh, yeah, that's just it, it's insane to me. When they can just log on and download it and send it out to us, right? So, but that—that that I would say is my number one pet peeve.
0: <laughs> so let's talk this uh, just uh, through this a little bit. So, just so that people understand, people who are not familiar with uh, necessarily this this particular topic. Um, What are the 1099s uh, that you're talking about? Like, just explain it in in, uh, layman terms um, so that people who are listening can understand.
1: So the, uh, and this doesn't have to be just for 1099s. This could be any tax document, right? This could be their W-2s, their mortgage interest statement, you know, but they send you everything in JPEGs and it's just brutal. But the 1099 in and of itself is if you have an investment account like with TD Ameritrade, or Wells Fargo, or whatever the case might be, that you buy and sell stocks, Robinhood, you know, super popular, um, and they send you this 1099 that has a summary of all the transactions that you've done. Right? They include things, and again, not to get to into the into the details, but include things like dividends, uh, interest, uh, the the purchase and sale of stocks. Um, so that would be a 1099, and all that information is just so critical. To preparing your tax return you know some people say oh you know i i didn't get one this year well you know did you have money in there you yes okay well chances are you receive some sort of payout like a dividend or interest or i didn't sell anything but um but yeah the 1099 is super important for us to prepare your return uh
0: yeah i mean what i've uh, i'm sure you've experienced the same but um I love how people say, oh, that account is, uh, like I didn't make any money. Well, great, but you still probably have gotten some dividends that were invested, like some interest.
1: Or or I I didn't sell any of my stock. Well, maybe you (laughs) didn't, but your autopilot advisor did, and there is a slew of transactions that have to be reported. yeah, so it's, it's always uh, a good time. You know, the uh, the one that we get often also is uh, with those 1099s to stay in topic is when they think they have one, but where they're not sure. And then we pull the, re, uh, the, re, um, the actual transcript from the IRS and it says something like Apex. And they're like, Apex, I don't know a company named Apex or, <laughs> you know, or Pershing. I don't know what this company is. Is this fraud? And they start freaking out. And, you know, it turns out that, you know, Citibank, uses, for example, uh, Apex or Pershing or whatever it is that they use as their, as their platform. Right. But the taxpayer doesn't even have an idea of who these people are. So that's kind of fun too. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. And you know what, I don't know about you, uh, cause we haven't really talked in terms of, um, uh, your firm versus my firm. I personally never used organizers because I feel that they're useless. Uh, People like like you just what you've just described. They see Apex. What the hell is Apex? I have no idea. But that can be a clearinghouse for I don't know TD Ameritrade or National Financial something. You know what I mean? Like- right,
1: right. No, we we do. So my my thinking uh, behind the organizers, it's almost like a uh, a marketing. Uh, plot, right? To remind clients, hey, we're still going to do your taxes. Don't forget about us. Here's our information. But I can't tell you enough how many times people come with a sealed organizer and they're like, hey, I got this. Should I open it? And I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or I get emails and they're like, uh, hey, Ralph, what information do you need from me? So uh, I said, hey, I'll send you the organizer. No problem. And they, call, they just print it out and come with it, and it's completely blank. And, you know, it's uh, it's like, look, it's there to help you as a guide. Okay, you don't have to complete it, but, you know, it helps me understand your tax situation. So, you know, I had a client once, and uh, our, our organizer is not that complex, but he came in and said, well, you know, if I complete this, it's almost like I'm doing your job. And I'm like, no Uh, It's not like you're doing my job. My job is a lot more complex, you know. Um, It it does help me help you, uh, but... Um, but yeah, no, the organizers are, are insane. Now what we switched is now, cause we do about a thousand returns now. So imagine sending out a thousand, you know, documents, it's not cost effective. So now we, we have it on a, uh, if the client wants it, then, you know, we email it to them. And if they want us to mail it to them, then we do that as well. But, you know, we no longer mass mail them out because everybody would come, you know, with them sealed and here, thanks, but no thanks. So.
0: Yeah, I totally understand that. I personally uh, use, so I don't, like, I'm a virtual a firm. We don't do any paper stuff at all. So awesome. if you want paper, you have to just scan it in a, in a way that we can process it. And, you know, sometimes for very special clients, we uh, we organize it ourselves, certainly. But um, organizers to me are have been useless just because I've worked at a CPA firm where they've been mailing out stacks and stacks of organizers. And a lot of people just like you said they would just bring them unopened or they would not fill them out and just attach a bunch of forms. Uh very few people actually would fill in their donations or anything like that. Right. And so it's really uh really drove me a little uh mm, crazy even when I was working for somebody else, you know. And Agreed. so here it's like
1: <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs>
0: um very interesting. And so um with the 1099 forms, I just wanted to expand a little bit on it so that, you know, people who are listening who are not accountants can understand uh, kind of the reasons behind we ask for what we ask for, right? And so talk a little bit about kind of like the scanning, even and not pages, not sending all of the pages. Talk a little bit about why it's important and, you know, why we care.
1: Yeah, 100%. So there might be information on those 1099s that you think are not important. Um or, or things that you might not understand, uh, and rightfully so, right? Uh, when my coach, when I see my doctor and uh, they do my annual checkup, I have no idea what any of that stuff is. I rely on them as professionals to tell me, hey, you have high blood pressure, which I don't, or your cholesterol <laughs> is high, which, I, which it isn't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I would have no idea. If I'd have to Google everything, I think uh, I'd probably have three months to live, right, uh, based on, on Google. Dr. Google, right? So, um, well, the same thing goes with these 1099s and and with any type of form, right? Um, It's important definitely to, actually, ideally, it would be to download them from the clearinghouse, you know, such as uh, TD Ameritrade (laughs) or whatever the case might be, and save them to a PDF and then uh, either email them or upload them to the Portal that your accountant uses. And and there's several reasons for that, right? Uh, We've done it both ways, where once we get the actual PDF, uh, depending on the type of transactions, we either uh, scan them through a system or a software like Gruntworks. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, uh, Tatiana. You have, which they they scan all this information and they populate it for us in like an Excel type of uh, worksheet, and then we can upload that to our tax software. Now, um, it, it they you know all the the entire process takes anywhere between maybe five to 20 minutes, depending on the amount of transactions. But this is so helpful because now we can actually review the work instead of doing the actual data entry, right? So something that before would take our team maybe an hour to enter, now we're just taking 20 or 30 minutes to review, right? So uh, it, it'll save uh, your, uh, number one, your your staff, uh, I you know, obviously, Uh, from your accounting perspective it saves my staff time which in turn saves my clients and would save your clients or any clients i think money um and and it would uh it would help the preparer avoid any type of errors right which is really what you want you want your returns to be spot on the first time so for sure the best thing download the pdf Upload or email them to your preparer, so that they can either scan them, uh, you know, to that particular software and review the work properly, or um, be able to enter it manually, you know, whichever the case might be. But um, then, that, inf- that 1099 holds so much, so much information. Like for example, sometimes you don't know that you bought some sort of stock uh abroad and you've paid foreign taxes on it um and you get credit (laughs) for those foreign taxes that you've paid but if we don't have that proper documentation we don't know and we can't put it and you can lose on tax deductions so super critical super important uh is the download of the pdf now second best would be to scan them um And those are pretty good. I think the OCR technology, right? I don't know what OCR stands for. Don't. don't. Optical
0: character recognition. (laughs) There you go. Thank you.
1: Right. It's gotten much better where even good scanned copies, they're able to identify it, right? And we're able to still process it. So um, that would be the the second best option, right? Um, I even want to say maybe the third best option is then to mail them. Right, like uh, to us, right? Because so that way we can scan it. If you don't have a scanner, but taking those pictures, oh my goodness, that's just brutal, right? So, uh, if 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 anybody out there who's done this to their accountants, you guys should send them a, a, an "I'm sorry" letter with like a fifty dollar gift card from Starbucks and uh, and do better next year, right? You will make your accountants day for sure. That would make bring a smile to a lot of people.
0: I, was, I would even go for like hard liquor at this point. That would be better.
1: Yes, 100%. Because
0: don't, I mean, would you agree that these types of behaviors by clients absolutely drive us to drink? At least they drive me to drink. <laughs>
1: You know, uh, yeah, yes, for sure. Like, uh, you know, one of the our kids know when it's taxis, and not just because we're working long hours, because they see our liquor uh, supply dwindle down, right? So I'm kidding, but but no, definitely they do. They do drive us to drink. It's 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 just insane. And like I said, it's not just those 1099s, but you know, sometimes uh, when you have clients take pictures of their W2s and just send them to. Your text, like your, I have, so I have, uh, um, not a lot of my clients have my personal cell phone, right? Cause I, I have a life outside of accounting. I love my family. <laughs> really? I like to spend, yes, believe it or not. Right. <laughs> uh, it's not 24 seven. And, uh, but we do have like a text number where all of our clients can send us text messages and I get them on my phone and my team gets it on their computer. Right. It's excellent. It's actually called tech, you know, but, uh, there's plenty of them out there. And, um, and, and I have clients that even take pictures of the W-2 and send this to this tax app. And I'm like, don't send it. It's got your W-2. It's got your personal information. Um, you know, you don't want to be sending, whether it's 1099 information, W-2s, through... Uh, any type of text messaging app. You know, I would even I would even go as far as saying don't send it via email, right? Like now portals with OTPs and all that stuff is like, uh, you know, it's where we're headed as a profession. Um, so most accountants at least um, are, are trying to head that direction now, at least the ones that I know and that I've spoken to, right? It's just, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've had uh, clients call me that, somebody broke into their email and there's fraud in their email not to send any documents there. So, um, you know, can you imagine how do we sent a copy of their tax return to their email without some password protection or if they didn't have access to their portal online without an OTP or a password, right? I mean, it, it would be, it would be chaos, but yes, don't send pictures to your accountant. That's the bottom, the bottom line there.
0: Um, another thing that you brought up about the portals, and you know, um, when they first came out, so this is when I was actually just starting my tax career, meaning that I've started um, as a bookkeeper many years ago. Actually, it's going to be 18 years this year, right? So I was a bookkeeper first, but um, I started as a bookkeeper, but then I went into tax and accounting in about 2009 or 10. And then um, I actually remember that when I first started back then i we we were just like i think the second year i worked for a C, uh I, well, let me rephrase i slaved for the cpa firm i uh <laughs> i remember they started incorporating the portals and and the ocr and all of that this is when i you know when this just be, was becoming hot, hot thing right because um we were just holding on to like originals and stuff like that um and i remember that people were pushing back on portals, they still push back on portals. Now they kind of understand a little bit better in a sense that they understand kind of, you know, cybersecurity and personal information, but um, explain kind of why, uh, so that I don't keep talking, but you can actually explain it, why it's so important for us to send you um, information and to exchange information, uh, sensitive information through a portal as opposed to an email or a text message.
1: hundred um, percent. You know, I remember back then too, Tatiana, we used uh, LACERT back in the day, and Lacert has this, had this awesome document management system. Uh, it was called LACERT DMS. It was phenomenal, it was great. And uh, we jumped right on it, we had it for years, and then like everything that Intuit does, they pulled it out and they brought something else in, and it was awful, right? So, um, <laughs> but like you, we, we've been in, in the, uh, you know, incorporating, uh, like a document management system in our practice. Um, I remember when I started uh, working as well, we used to have cabinets, like a room filled with just cabinets of client folders and files. Yeah. Um, and God forbid somebody took out that file and forgot to put it back. Oh my goodness. It was like 20 minutes going around trying to find out who has it, right? If there wasn't a sign out and a sign in uh, log, right? But but those days are gone, right? And this is part of the importance of having a, uh, a portal or a document management system uh, so that the clients can access as well, right? So now we have the same thing. And like you said, you're absolutely 100% right, right? It's like I think now because of the pandemic, more people are more comfortable in accessing their information uh, online as opposed to having a face-to-face Uh, conversation with their accountant, Uh, right? Long are the days where you needed a desk, a secretary, an office. Um, You know, back then having an office in a Regis was like, oh, you're not a real accountant. You're not really in business. No, (laughs) those days are gone. Uh, My wife works directly from home and she is an accountant. She's an enrolled agent as well. And she has her own practice, 100% virtual. All right. So, um, but what- So hold on a second. Wait
0: a second. Are you competing with your wife? No, no, no. We- Have.
1: So we have uh, uh, zip code boundaries, right? She's in, in, in Coconut Grove and I'm in Coral Gables. So we make sure that our SEO is very strict as far as uh, SEO is concerned, but she, she's really great with foreign uh, clients, right? So uh, I, I, I not, you know, for my foreign clients out there who are your listeners, I love you all, but it's really not my cup of tea, right? Uh, So I refer those out to my wife and she handles them really, really well. So we're, we're, you know, we work the same, but different, different types of, of clientele. But um, so we started pushing, you know, the whole um, portal. Uh, number one, it's easier for the client to access their information. How many times don't we get emails from clients? Hey, I need a copy of my 1040. I'm buying a so house. I need it right away. Uh, um, you know, maybe the email doesn't get on. You know, doesn't go answered for a day or two. But they need, and obviously we've already given them a copy. But they just misplaced it, right? So, you know, there's that as well, right? You've you've been given copies of whether digitally or physically, and you have no idea where they are. By having a portal, it's all centralized. Sure, you can download copies of it, but if you need it again, you know exactly where to find it, right? Um, number two, it shows all your... Uh, Your What I call the source documents, which include your W-2s, your 1099s, all the information that was issued to the accountant, you have access to it as well. So again, if you're buying a house and you need copies of your W-2s and you can't remember your ADP password or your employee uh, portal password, whatever the case might be, you can go in there and download it, right? which is phenomenal. Um, Number three, and probably most important, is hands down security. Yeah, I'll give you a story. I had a uh, we also have a payroll company that we process payroll for. Right. And um, but we had our our tax and accounting uh, payroll client uh, send us an email and they said, hey, Ralph, uh, for the next payroll, change my direct deposit to ABC. Right. And they gave us a new routing number. I already
0: see where this is going. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And they gave us a new routing number and a new account number. And this particular client is is a little uh, older in age, very successful. Um, They were hesitant in using the portal. uh, But about two weeks prior to that, they had started using the portal. And we're like, it's kind of strange that they're sending this communication via email. So we have anytime that there's a change, part of our procedure is to get a verbal confirmation from them. So we call them up and we're like, hey, uh, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, we got this email from you are you sure you want us to change this because, you know, we've been doing this account for like five years and there's never been any changes. And they're like, wait a minute, that wasn't us. And we're like, okay, well now we got a bigger problem because it came from your email and they wrote exactly like you write. So it happened, this happened twice and it happens to be uh, older professionals. um, And, and not to bash AOL, but they were both AOL accounts. So I don't know if there's some specific targeting out there. So the good thing is, is we were able to catch it because of two things. Number, well, three things. One, because we're awesome, right? But two, because we have a process in place where we can, um, uh, you know, get a verbal confirmation. And three, because about two weeks prior to that, they started using the, uh, the portal to do all communication, even email communication. So we found it strange that they didn't go through the portal. Right. Um, so, you know, security is key for sure. Right. Um, especially now with AI, which is, you know, another topic that we can go on for hours. Um, (laughs) Now they can record your voice, right? Like uh, there's been like uh, the artificial intelligence now can, if you have a podcast or if you're on podcasts on Insta, uh, social media, Uh, They can actually take recordings of your voice. It's even fooled the bank, uh, people that you love, you know, those. So, I mean, it's just insane. So can you imagine if somebody sends this email, somehow we give them a call back or they say, hey, we changed our number. I mean, who knows? Like this could go south so many ways. Now, the portals are not obviously 100% proof, right? I think, uh, you know, these scammers are always like. 10 steps ahead of us, Uh, but you're going to make them jump through a lot more hurdles than if it were just your email, uh, if it were just via text, right? Uh, Not only that, most portals require two forms of authentication or three, right? Number one, you have to put in your email, then you have to put in a password. And then you have to do an OTP, a one-time password, right? So you get text message on your phone and you have to put it in there. So, or text message to your email, then you have to put it in there, right? So, um, that's a, I mean, that's a lot of information for them to have to go through in order to obtain your, your. I mean, maybe if you're, you know, the Donald Trumps of the world, yeah, it might make sense, but I'm sure their security is to like another level, right? Um, but portals for sure is the way to go.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that. Awesome. Sure. And uh, kind of uh, tell us a little bit about uh, kind of um, what your sweet spot is in your business um, so that if people are listening there, you know, they can reach out to you and, and stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Tatiana. So we're located in Miami, Florida um and uh, i focus predominantly on service oriented professionals so mostly dentists mostly doctors mostly attorneys right it's i want to say those three professions uh it's a 40 20 20 split and then i have a 20% of a little bit of everything else right um you know besides the the tax and accounting um one of my other um, soft spots, I guess, is for the profession itself. So like you, Tatiana, I love talking to other individuals, but I also like to talk to accountants. Um, and uh, I, I like to open their um, their experience to potential outsourcing, right? Uh, that's kind of like my thing right now. It's, uh, we've been outsourcing uh, for like, uh, I think 10 years now. Um, and, uh, you know, as I started as a one person, uh, individual, we have five people now here in the, in the U S and we have five people in India that we work with. Right. That's why for me, security is so important. Well, It doesn't matter if you outsource to India or to, you know, your state above or your state next to you or within the U S it doesn't matter. You, your, your security protocols have to be, um, you know, 10 times more than if you were just you know, working by yourself, uh, and didn't have any other types of employees. Right. Um, but that, that's, that's what I like to focus on those two things. That's, those are, that's my bread and butter right now.
0: Awesome. Okay. Uh, thanks so much for sharing. Thanks so much for, uh, for agreeing to come on and share some of these, how to piss your, uh, piss off your accountant <laughs> yeah. tips. I hope it was useful for people to, to listen in. I certainly enjoyed it. It's certainly one of the things that I think about, um, and thanks so much. Um, and if you could go back in time, just one last question that I typically ask all of my guests, uh, if you could go back in time and tell your younger self um, one thing, what would that be?
1: Don't do it. No, just kidding. Uh, I would, I would tell myself uh, to get married sooner. Right. I've been, I love my wife. I've been with her for 18 years, 19 years now. And uh I would have definitely gotten married much sooner. Uh, For me, it grounded me. Uh, It gave me my partner that I can um, bounce ideas off, uh, and and it it gave me a uh, a a financial sense of um, um, like I I had somebody to back me up. Right? If if I couldn't, I knew that I wasn't alone. That I had somebody to help me pick me up. So I would say for sure, uh, you know, finding the right individual. Uh, to spend hopefully the rest of your life or at least your foreseeable future uh, would help ground you in any business idea. As long as obviously you guys see eye to eye, right? Uh, to me, that that if I can go back, I would definitely do that. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing it. All right, Ralph, you've been a great guest. Thanks so much for giving us a little bit of your time and, uh, and insight into your life and business. And Um, for everybody else who's listening next week, we'll be back with another episode of Talk to Tatiana, where we will again cover the topic of how to piss off your accountant. And I'll see everybody soon.